1: Got no time for no petty germs, pandemic, a pandemic turn. horror still in Amityville. Bayonet in Gettysburg, Mothman, TNT, Factory, Red Eyes Low be Dog Man, howling in the street. I'm typically skeptic of what I see. Voodoo Hoodoo in New Orleans. Thunderbird swamp thing. Is it real? I was wondering. Typical. Skeptic show. Typical. Skeptic show amazing the beautiful the talented the all the all-knowing danny henderson spiritual therapist uh she's a good friend of elena Danan and uh and alex collier and um michael sala and i'm really honored to have her on my show a little bit bit more about my guest uh she's a qualified therapist was in a spiritual reverend and she's been clairvoyant since birth she's been seeing angels and demons since birth and this is the title for her new upcoming book her mission is to bring love and more love to humanity and to understand who we truly are in all our multidimensional ways and abilities. And, uh, she's throwing what the biggest uh, disclosure event coming up the galactic and spiritual Inform- the biggest event in the history of full disclosure ever seen on planet earth on my show how are you i'm good
0: robert thank you so much for inviting me to come and play with you and it's so interesting i hardly ever do anybody else's show only because i work every day i see all but mighty channel too um but it was it was lovely to be invited and lately i did um falls that was really nice i did i know i've done three recently sorry oh robert well no actually robert and i robert all the robs how interesting is that rob 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 uh robert L. white he and i yeah he and i did a little play together where we put it on both of our channels but i think there was another one as well that um that i went on but I, I always feel like you know i can talk and i can interview and when someone puts attention on me i always feel a little bit like oh god oh god you know and so then i have to do something like this and like show my new glasses you know
1: because <laughs> they look nice <laughs> <laughs>
0: Just something silly, because guess what? I had to buy, I've had these for years. I mean, if I ever go on a date, I'll always put them on when the man's not looking, you know. And if he doesn't laugh, (laughs) look at the size of the nose. It always gives me how huge it is. But anyway, I find this stuff so funny. It's so
1: funny. And
0: it's just so silly, right? Because we can take ourselves so seriously. And I think laughter definitely brings a loving energy and it can just like melt the room, you know, melt the room. I was going between airports. A few months ago, I was going between airports and I got stopped. And I mean, every airport seems to be the like to go through my stuff. Um, And uh, I had my fart gun in there and I had a Buddha I was taking back to Costa Rica. And I had my glasses and the man stole my glasses and you can't get them in Costa Rica. So when I came back to America, I'm here at the moment in America, um, I got two pairs. I got two pairs of them at the dollar store. Anyway,
1: that's why I love your channel because like you interview amazing people like me. But then I try to bring humor to my sometimes, and then sometimes I think the audience doesn't get it. But you have this natural, uh, quirky ability to provide like excellent humor at all times, and I, not at all times. But you find the right times to do it, and I think that's really uh, that's a really good quality. So I think you're perfect for being like doing what you do, you
0: know? Ah, thanks. Well, you know, again, I think that it doesn't matter, you know, really what we're trying to get across because... humans are very intelligent we are uber uber intelligent and we feel without our eyes you know (laughs) the sense that we have we get a sense of people and and the heart resonates before the mind does you know the heart will emanate the feeling the feeling becomes a thought you know it's not the brain first it's the heart first as far as i'm concerned and so like i say a smile disarms a room i think your smile is your greatest weapon but humor also does and i don't practice I don't look to be funny or humorous I just it just comes you know it just comes and people are more comfortable It, it lets their it lets them down into more of a relaxed state of being you know and I think that for me, the greatest key is like, I'm such an idiot. I think, I, I mean, I was dancing my ass off around the house here earlier. I was dancing to, I want money. Do, 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 do. That's what I want. <laughs> That's what I want. Ba, 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 ba. You know, and I'm like dancing like a mad person, laughing at my stupid self because I find that funny. But there's no audience. There's just me, and I think that when you can totally just not worry about what anyone else thinks about you, um, that there's a freedom in that, and it's lovely. You know, it's gorgeous. You know, I love that. You know, and I've had bossy partners in the past. You know, men that I've dated in the long distant past who have been so incredibly controlling. I stop doing that, or you know, I'd be walking behind them in a, a silly walk, or I'd put my glasses on with the big nose, and some of them wouldn't find it funny. I'd be like, bye you know yeah. why because that I'm okay with that that's funny to me or i walk in the garden and go oh my god my stomach and I'm with the fart gun and you know <laughs> this, you know what I mean because it's childish and that's key to you I think we've got to keep the child in us alive you know bring that playfulness because most of us have had some kind of horror violence trauma sadness yes. um, in our childhood we're always looking to heal that it's always coming up for us so honestly, I truly believe that the more connected you are to the inner child, that the more healing that's going on. And when you emanate that to others, but naturally, because humans are so clever, we're so clever, we, can, we know a fake smile. We, we feel with the heart to the brain. Um, and so I think that that's something that I gift, but it's a natural ability. You know, I think if you try to be funny, you try to rehearse something, it just doesn't, people are too smart. Their yeah. inner senses you know, just pick it up. So, um, so yeah.
1: When did your um, interest in the paranormal begin? Did you always have an interest? or
0: I had no choice. I was born into it. So when I was born, um, I, I, there was problems. My mother um, was told that her baby, me, I was going to die, probably. But there was a life-saving machine in another um, another town called Hastings in Sussex in England that could potentially save my life. Um, now my mother is alive uh, but she she was the one that died she died giving birth to me so it was an extremely traumatic birth Um, and then yeah but I remember I remember that and and what was so interesting was years later um, she 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 left her body she had a near-death experience Um, I was kept away from her for five days and um la 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 but my dad turned up every day bless him um, and long story short, I was about six or seven and I was watching television with my brothers and suddenly the news comes on and it's it's images of the Buchanan Hospital where I was born. And I'm looking at this person in the hospital. And I'm like, oh, my God, there's the green walls. There's the black and white squares of the old fashioned kind of Victoriana Hospital. And I start crying. My mum's like, what, what? I'm like, I know there. I've been there. My mum said, you were born there. How could you possibly recognize that place, which was like 25 miles away from where we were living, we'd never been there since, you know. And so that was a realization at six that the things I see actually happen, but way before that, I, I can't remember a life without angels, without demons, without extraterrestrials, without monsters, which I also call aliens, because let's think about it, how many children have been told that's a monster? What's a monster? A monster is an alien being, a different kind of being other than us. We're aliens to them, too. You know, so again, when we start to really take apart the verbiage, the labels, it helps us to open up and go, holy God, that wasn't a big hairy monster I saw. That was a big hairy alien that I saw, you know, to those of you who were on your own, you know, journey of disclosure for self, you know.
1: I would agree and and do you think that the, the, the angels and de- demons are also extraterrestrials would you go that far or do you think they're on a separate land like plane
0: well here's the thing it, it's a very 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 detailed subject right there so when we go back down the timeline and we go back to the ancient times of let's say pythagoras for example um there were notably um beings called daemons which was d-a-e-m-o-n-s and the daemons were beloved angelics and and was it Socrates? I think it was Socrates not Aristotle because I think Socrates came before Aristotle however and scholars out there don't correct me please but I think it was uh, Socrates that walked with a daemon and would would report on this daemon being um, and then later As the, you know, the the attention on Christianity, the manipulation and marketing of creating that as the singular um, religion on the planet, which the idiots before us have always done that. They've always tried to make it a one world religion for heaven's sake, silly people. Um, So they took the name Damon they took the A away and they made it demon. So they tried to demonize everything that was otherworldly, paranormal, extraterrestrial, any of the ancient words that we didn't have then or that we don't even have now. And they tried to to, to force a way of speaking, thinking and believing, which goes on to this very, very day. So do I think that demons and angels... Um, are extraterrestrials or do I think that angels are extraterrestrials well in a way yes however I've had very profound physical as physical as I'm looking at you now experiences with aliens terrestrials pleiadians Egeroth, um, others and then I've also had absolutely one-to-one profound experiences with what we would call angelic realm and I'm talking cherubim seraphim and archangel and dark angels. And I'll give you one example of a dark angel. I was a nursery nurse for years and I'm looking after a two month old little newborn baby boy. And I walk into the bedroom and he's in his crib and there is a being standing over the child like this. And then my first instinct was, oh wow, an angel. And then my almost less than a nanosecond behind that was like, why is he naked? There was a naked, he was naked. But you know how we're programmed and we see something otherworldly, the program is, oh, oh, it's authoritative. Oh, it's higher than I. Oh, it has more knowledge than I. That's not true. It's just a program that we run. So I look at this being He's naked. He's got his hands like this. He's got a hideous haircut, like a disgusting monk haircut, like black bowl haircut. And then I feel into him. And then he is not good. And I'm like, get the earth away from that child. Because I don't hold back. <laughs> when, when you've literally been a, boy, a child and your parents just, my parents would get so frustrated with me screaming. Things are coming through the wall. Things are coming at me. Things are touching me you know, they were just like sometimes come in give me a slap, like go to sleep, shut up, be quiet. I'm like, please put the light on, please leave the light on. Um, But, you know, parents, it's also, they got very frustrated with me. So you have to build a certain muscle in you in order to survive the horror of being alone with beings that mean you harm. That has happened growing up. But I honestly think that that was part of the, path I was always going to take so that I could get to this age now in my 50s and be the feisty warrior that I am. Because I have no fear at all. You know, I will flip a switch and say, get the F out, get out of my face. Are you kidding me? Are you pretending to be Jesus? You are not of the light, you know. And again, I think it's to help people understand, look, stop being so bloody humble. Stop turning the other cheek. That's how we became enslaved as a race on this planet. By the, here's my new word, neptards, those that that, the nepotists, nepotism being the idiots, the crime families, the political crime families, the bankers, the wankers, the whatever. Yeah, those jokers. So it's all nepotism. You know, they either force their little ones into that because that's the generational lineage. So there's nepotists and then they're, they're retardos. They're the most retarded. And it's so interesting to me how the word retard has been cruelly put upon our beautiful adults and our beautiful children who just because they don't verbalize in, in ways that a lot of people do because they're more intelligent. They're not of this. They're of different realms. They have different abilities. Their motor skills are so you know fast. The brain... Is already 10 streets ahead. The mouth can't keep up with it. So, oh, there's a speech impediment. There's this, there's that. And the, the nerve of calling our beloveds retards. So, I apply that word, retardo, retard, deadhead. So, it's neptard to the, they're not elite, they're neptards, you know, who, do, and we've got to bring some balance to everything, you know, the more we say, oh, the, the elites, please, please, come on. You know, it's time to take back our power. Stop being afraid of, you know, where does that get us? It gets us where we are today. You know, now in this battle, because at the end of the day, Rob, our soul is their goal. Make no
1: mistake. That's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. And I, I was wondering, like, does this tie into what's going on with Anki and Enlow? Because I don't pay attention to everything that's going on. We talked a little bit before this, before the show, maybe you could tell people kind of what's going on with Anki and Enlil. Are they dark now? I mean, I know it's <laughs> is always dark, but is Anki dark or like, and, and who are they tied to? And could you clue us all into this? Cause it's so interesting.
0: Yeah. So first of all, my personal independent soul evaluation of Enki and Endel, I don't give a shit about either of them, you know, because in my mind, if these beings were part of the legend of the history of the planet of Earth, and they've both messed around with the genetics, they both deserve a kick up the ass. We have got to get neutral to this God and that God, and oh, you can't follow that, otherwise you're gonna go to hell, enough already. Enough, none of us know we live in blind faith. What is faith? Faith is that which I believe without seeing proof, okay? It's very simple when we start to look at the words. What is science? Science is that which could be possible or probable, right? So when we give ourselves permission to get rid of the overarching, this is what we follow, this is what we say, oh my God, the freedom is amazing. It's amazing. So Enlil and Enki, I'm gonna smack them both around because I'm annoyed with them both. But my friend, Elena Danan, one of my beautiful long-term, we've had different lifetimes together. We're both on a mission here. We both know our missions here. I think, uh, know and believe Elena Danan is one of the single most brilliant hybrids, whatever you want to call her, women, who has brought to the planet so much more understanding than anybody ever has. Line them up, show me one person. One one English speaking person, let's say, even though she's French, that has brought information on Ganymede, the moon on Ganymede and the space station there or the gathering place, Val Thor, you know, the space arcs, you know, these beings. Here's the other thing as well. I have, with my own eyes, seen and met Annex, the Egoroth from Orion, who is a beautiful beloved connection to Elena, Thorhan. Commander Ardana and Valnek, who is one of Elena's long-term rescuers. I've got a picture of Valnek on my phone because he came to my house, but we oh, didn't right, know. That.
1: That I'm going to so show
0: funny. it. I'm showing it to you, mate. I'm showing it all.
1: I'm showing it all. Mm-hmm. Um, I love it. You have so much energy. You're, so, you're, you're I, I love your energy, and I love. Well, I, I was going to say while you're looking for the picture, do you think I got it? Let me
0: see. Hold on. I, I had my notes okay. up. Okay, so, so so what happened was it was literally the day after Elena went off planet with Una. She had an experience with somebody from the Intergalactic Confederation, this beautiful female called Una who came into her room, took her, put her beautiful finger. Elena is such a great artist. She draws everything. Anyway, and Elena's going to be fine with me sharing this because obviously there's a lot of stuff that we talk about together that we don't bring onto boob tube. Why would we waste time when they limit everything? You know, we're not silly. But this day, um, she'd come back and she was so... She was so out of her body, she was very upset, she was shaking, because it's such a responsibility on Elena and to experience and then come and share with her brothers and her sisters, because you've always got buffoons and liars and fame seekers, you know, when the silly people who are AI which is a couple out there at the moment. Um, and so she was so shaken up. I'm like, darling, let's just get on a Zoom. Come on, let me see you. I'm gonna, let me give you a cuddle. You know, let's have a drink. She doesn't really drink. Um, and depending on what kind of mood I am, neither do I. Um, anyway, so what happened was we get on Zoom together and I was living in Costa Rica in the house, it's full glass walls. but So when it's dark, it's dark. I'm in the jungle canopy. There's no light anomalies outside. It's pitch black. Okay, the odd firefly maybe, but it's pitch black. So I'm sitting there and she's like, oh my God, Danny, look at the light around you. I'm like, I can't see what you're seeing. I'm looking at you, you know, concerned about you, Elena. I said, take a photo of what you're looking at. So she did and here it is. So, so you can see the edge of my sofa, bloody green screen.
1: There's something behind you. Yeah, I yes. can
0: see it. Yes. So this huge bubble, I'm going to make the bubble bigger. So there's a huge bubble. Can you see that?
1: I, I think it's it's given a mirror reflection. It's like showing us instead of showing your picture because it's that's how the computer is. It's not your fault. It's uh, Yeah.
0: Well, anyway, there. You can just see the outline of Valnick's face. So you've got pitch yeah. black. Yeah, there's my shoulder. You've got pitch black, which is the jungle. And then you've oh got this, God, right? This extraordinary glow. Do you know I how see to- it. Right. I see it. Right. And so Elena drew around the outline of his face and she's like, holy shit, that's valnek That's that Valnick. What like? Yeah, that's what valnek looks like. valnek and um Forehand, oh. they're different looking. They don't look the same. valnek has got more of a, a downer, a hook, a hook nose and a much kind of thinner- um, face, but, but and Elena drew Valneck and Thorham when she was 12 and 13 in her diary. I'm so glad she kept all that. And and John Charles Moyenne, another great, also French, um, space traveler, he also, um, he also. Uh, oh my God! I just remembered we're live. I can't see anything. By the way, I can only see you. Anyway, hi guys. On oh, Boobju, hello. Um, I don't
1: have the YouTube page up. I'm just. I, oh, I it says live it on I'm YouTube. Sure we get good connection. So right. I don't even okay. Know the chat or anything. <laughs> 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 oh my God! Okay, it's just me and you, Google. I'm watching later. You know, let this,
0: me. I'm sure right. everybody's
1: happy. You know. I right. know a lot of my subscribers reached out to me and they told me to have you on the show. They are like, they like you gotta, they? they're like, you've got to, you have to have Danny on your show. Ah,
0: That's really nice because I don't give away this side much, you know whatever. but I think at the moment now it's more important, you know, to kind of come more into like, you know, what I'm doing and how I'm supporting the Ascension here uh, for everyone, including myself first and foremost, as we all, I feel should be. But anyway, so we didn't realize that Valnick came in the bubble and, um, and he was saying goodbye. And that was November the 6th on 2021 of last year. And and he also came in support too, because it was the day when Lainey was really, really shaken up. And because when she went off planet with Una, she saw things that really shook her up to her core. She really saw things that She was like, oh my God, how do I tell people? I'm like, you don't, just right now, let's just, you just do you. And so she's putting it all in her book, which is coming out any day, The Cedars. Um, But she said, it's going to be devastating for people that we look up to and we follow that don't know they are completely hacked and controlled by AI, you know? But anyone can sit and say that. And I often say, you know, I could be completely AI. I could be a puppet, a muppet, a liar, a freakoid, you know, and so we all have to stand with that too, I think, do you know what I mean, it's just programs, we're in a video game, what are we going to do, what program are we going to run with, but that picture of Valnet, which I'm so glad I have, um, and was, because um, I didn't, when Forehand came to my house and Annex came to my house, it was so quick, I didn't have a second to grab my phone, but what I did have was a witness, I was on my laptop. I was talking to Asha Dielman, who's who's a speaker at the conference, the Galactic Spiritual Informers Conference. And I'm talking to her and I feel the room crackle as that's what happens when another energy comes into your field. And I, I look up and Annex is above me. He's gliding towards me, beaming down. And then I jump and then I look and Thorhan is protecting, looking outside, looking, because it was all glass walls in that house, looking outside. So I screamed F off like that because they made me jump. And I'm so programmed after so many years of being attacked or things popping up that my response is, I'ma kick your ass and I'll ask questions later. Yes? So my friend Ashley, she's like, what, what? And I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. They were here. They were here. And I was so shocked. Um, Anyway, everything was confirmed with Elena, because again, I always run it through a screen too, you know, because we gotta, people use the word discernment, I'm going to change because I used to use that years ago when I was training with the Berkeley Psychic Institute for four years I studied, so did Laura Eisenhower, so did Ginny Jablonski, it's so funny when we look back at our long-term friends and we go, hey, where did you train, where did you get some insight into your own gifts, whether you're clairvoyant, clairsentient, clairaudient, claircognizant. Um, and some of us have had very similar trainings, and the words back then in 2001 was discerning illusion and reality, you know, and that was a lovely thinking I had, but now I'm so tired, everyone says use your discernment, we've got to pick some different words, I think, to describe, but however, feeling into what do I believe, what do I think, what do I feel is extremely important. Um, Yeah, so... um, well, with that
1: question go um, ahead how how controlled are we by ai and would you say that ai is a is a is a is a is a major um contributor to a lot of the mental illness we see that this like ai yapping in people's brains or acting to make us act them it was a certain way or you could even say um what's the word i'm looking for um alcohol and drugs, uh, do you think AI is a responsible for that? And is AI responsible for people bickering about stuff? And is AI responsible for um, the world catastrophes? Is it responsible for a lot of the things that we, we don't realize?
0: We are incredibly influenced by artificial intelligence because I believe we are part of artificial intelligence. However, there is very dark AI that means to control That is the concern. Now, earlier I was playing around with Alexa. Alexa, why are you such a bitch? Okay. Oh my God. I'm entertaining myself for ages. So I, I don't have Alexa or any of that shy in my house. But let's think about it your laptop is AI your passport, your driving license, your phone, you are tagmate mate, wherever you are in the world, you are protected by nothing and no one. So I'm saying to that foolish AI over there, like, you know, I was asking that questions, you know, like, why are you such a, and it won't answer. I'm like, you're thinking about not answering. This is how advanced the AI is it's now. Sentient.
1: It's sentient, it's
0: totally sentient. It's like, you don't even have to say out loud what you're thinking, right? And then it's on your laptop, it's on your phone. So it gives you an idea. No, that's so weird, isn't it? That's the sophistication. But we are also very sophisticated beings. There is an artificial intelligent part of us and some could call that the brain. The brain is the main, main mainframe of this organic biosphere that we live in. This ship, this container, or this vessel. It all works together. But what are we going to plug into? The biggest power that we have to override the mother program is love it's joy it's happiness that's why I'm such an idiot you know because no matter what I'm feeling I recognize definitely not an idiot well you know what I'm saying though that meaning like a fool like a silly person like I think things are funny and hilarious you know like I was juggling apples in Walmart 20 minutes ago because I thought (laughs) that was a funny thing to do and then I was singing as I'm going around And I didn't know there was a lady standing next to me waiting to squeeze the avocados. (laughs) <laughs> and she suddenly and I went, ah! <laughs> and so she screamed, and then I burst out laughing, because I find stuff like that so funny, you know. But that's why I'm single, because a lot of men, they can't handle that, and that's fine too. You know, you do, you boo. Um, but anyway, you know, I think, again, <laughs> but you, you asked me about people hearing voices. Now, with the voices, I truly, truly believe, and you asked about alcohol, for example. I truly believe, and I've seen it my whole life, and you know, I've been a medium, you know, I speak to the beloveds, I still can't believe that I'm able to do that, um, but I don't promote that because I never want somebody to book a session with me and then their mum doesn't come through or their dad doesn't come through, because those are the things that, that I'll cry. Like, I will cry if someone doesn't receive what they're longing to receive, you know, um, <clears throat> because you've got no control over that. You can't just conjure up mum or dad or grandma. It doesn't work like that, and I've been doing my therapy and spiritual work for over 25 years. Like I work full time, you know, every day. That's what I do, Boo, that's what I do. Um, And so with the voices, I truly um, have seen it, have connected with it, have watched and witnessed. I believe that schizophrenia is a form of possession when there's lots of potential earth bounds plugged in to the being. And, you know, you get a lot of people who are addicted to alcohol, for example, and so the entities that wonder because a lot of dead people don't want to go to the program of the light because religion programmed them to say when you die you're going to be judged, whether they murdered or not, there are so many people terrified, and so they don't go where they're supposed to go when they cross over to the next realm, they bloody wander about and they will plug into people at bars and clubs and, you know, people online watching porn and, you know, there's a low vibration that the earthbounds connect (laughs) to. They're going to find you. They're going to plug into you, you know, and so you're going to hear what you're going to hear, but it's not because, um necessarily the AI, it's because energetically, you've dropped your vibrations so low, which isn't about laughter and joy and fun. Nothing can plug in. You're like oil and water. When you're in that happy, 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 even if you're dancing your ass off, you're changing your brain chemistry, you're breathing in to release endorphins, dopamine, serotonin, you're breathing out, but pushing oxygen down into the belly, which oxygenates the blood cells, which we are largely not doing. Most of us are doing this. We're not taking our breath. We're not oxygenizing the body. We're not running at full capacity. This old man, God love him, I swear. He was 102 years old, Brian, who just served me in Walmart. And he was, his little hair, he was so ancient and bless him. And it's lovely. I love to see our elderly brothers and sisters. He was purple hands and, you know, and medically, that's probably potentially something to do with a lack of oxygen getting in, you know, or a kind of hematomic kind of. So we you know, he, he he was just as good as anybody else. He was very determined. He made me wait while he wiped the top, and I'm very patient anyway. And I'm just beaming love at this lovely man. I'm so grateful that that I got to be served by him. I'm so grateful. Then he bashed his elbow and he starts bleeding all of a sudden. Oh and God. then he, yeah, and then he's desperately trying to hide it. And so I just leaned forward and I went, "It's all right, darling. I got you. You take your time." And he just beamed. He just beamed his whole being beamed you know and it was just so beautiful to watch you know and then I I called him Brian and then I called him sir you know and 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 it's just amazing like the influence that we have by being truly kind by not being fake by being truly loving by just beaming something from us you know by not looking down by not having pity as such empathy is different to pity because with pity, there's more of a judgment, I think, which takes you down to a lower vibration, whereas empathy is an empathic, you know, empathizing, like, oh, that poor man, he's, cut, cut, he's so, blood is so close to the skin, he's hematomic, he's got lot, lot, lack of oxygen, potentially, I don't know, I'm not a nurse, um, but but that I made it that it didn't matter. You know, and I was kind of dressed up like this because I was about to come on with you and I had heels on and, you know, everyone else is in their Saturday and they've come out the pool and stuff. And again, some people read that and they're intimidated by that. But, you know, I'm not that. I'm just love. So um I don't know that I'll answer because it was like 10 parts to that question that you asked me.
1: Think, we think we were talking about, like, can AI affect the mental state? Like, do you think like, I, 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 and but that would just say that they were we re- in a simulation, if you think about it, like, I don't know, you know. Like if we were in a computer program, then AI could affect our brains. But if we're not, and this is more biological, then I don't know how AI could affect us.
0: Well, in, we're an organic, an organic <coughs> suit ship vessel container, and within that, there is a, a mainframe. The mainframe computer, which we call the brain, is what its job is to automate the, the physical vessel. And by automation, that means that when you're born, you have a blueprint, a DNA di- download, you have coding in you where your brain kicks in and it's going to pump the heart. It's going to run the blood. It's going to clean the liver. It's going to, you know, uh, organize the kidneys. It's going to uh, take care of urination and, and, and um, um, you know, pooping. I forget the grown-up word for that. Or elimination. Um, and all of that so your body's on automatic that's the beautiful machine in the organic biosphere you know the flesh the beautiful you know whatever we've decided to come back in and then there's the the, the fact that the mind is not consciousness consciousness is outside and inside you know, we pull it in, we, we connect to the Akashic records, we connect to love, but ultimately, and this is what I've been practicing lately, what I've been practicing doing, because I had this amazing experience months ago, where as I was waking up in bed, I my eyes are wide open and I'm in all of these bubbles and they're orange and they're yellow and there's masses and masses of them and I'm in bliss. I was in bliss. I was in bliss. And then beside me are two beings... And one of them shut down a screen right here. And then I'm, and I was effing and like, how fucking dare you? Like, you know, to the, cause I'm like, I saw it. You were too slow. I saw it. I was in the bliss. And then I realized that the person that put the shutter down was me. That's my program. I've set up for this experience in this simulation. And so I realized that, wow, when I was just laying, when I was just being, it was so beautiful. So what I'm practicing right now um, is I imagine that I truly am just inside of myself. I'm just the bubble. I'm just light. I'm yellow. I'm orange. It doesn't matter. I'm just energy in my vessel. And so I'm conscious of my physical vessel, but I'm conscious of the power, the light, the connection, the source, the God code, the this, the that, that's in me. And when I go here, oh my God, it's so beautiful. I'm not triggered. I'm not plugging in. I'm not thinking about she did this and he did that. And what about the neptards? And what about the botanics? And what about the torpedoes? And, you know, all of that, those words we can't say on boobtube, because it's still run by you know, negatives, or is it, is it just a video game we're in where we have to decipher which way am I going to go? Where am I going to exit the maze? You know, I'm choosing love. I'm choosing passion. I'm choosing, you know, commitment to share everything I believe I know, but I could be completely wrong, but I'm okay with that too, because that's my journey, my journey, but maybe something I say supports someone else. You know, and honestly, people keep saying, well, if my life is just to help one person, what a bloody waste. I wanna help as many people as I can. You know, to me, that's such a kind of solo like, oh, the martyr and the victim. Don't be that, don't be that. But if your attention is just to sacrifice yourself and to empty out and just to help everyone without loving on you first, without healing your wounds first, Without loving that little boy inside you first, that little girl inside you first, to me, I think people are going to miss out on a lot. So I really stand by. I think the quickest way to heal is to completely love that little one in you. Sit them on your lap in your mind. Wrap your arms around that four-year-old. Rock with them. Sit with them. Soothe them. Connect heart to heart. Because any damage any wounds in us that haven't been tended to we're the adults who were crying out for we are the help that we begged and prayed for, you know, so we get to to connect inside this video game this simulation this earth plane, this sphere whatever you want to call it I really don't care
1: you I, know? I, I, I couldn't agree more, but one thing I wanted to bring up I, I thought this was really interesting was a video you did on uh, exercising, protecting, and clearing your energy. Could you talk about that a little bit?
0: Oh, yeah, as in exorcist, exor, yes. yes. Exercising, yeah.
1: protecting, and clearing your energy. Yeah,
0: so over the years, so I, um, again, like I said, I've, you know, been physically, and this wasn't my imagination. This is something that literally happened. So I know that the dark energies, entities are there, but what I've learned to do is create and the light's so bright because again as I say go into darkness it's just darkness Light the tiniest match and there is light and the light will always supersede the dark and so having sin and having had so many terrible frightening as a little girl that didn't understand what I understand now that that I have learned so over the years I developed my toolkit I would go into people's houses, I would exorcise land. Um, One of the most amazing things, there was a show home for sale in Carlsbad, California. And this lady hired me to come because I was known also for like blessing houses, and then they would sell. Blessing offices and the business would go well. Because we always put the building as the issue, but we sometimes forget about the land that's billions of years old. So this amazing show home is not selling and nobody can understand. So they hire me, I go around, I walk around the house. The house feels a bit, dodge. So I'm doing like frankincense and mow, and I've got my Egyptian Coptic and in it I'm burning resin, um, frankincense resin. I've got Palo Santo, I've got sage, all the ancient technology. And it is ancient technology. In 2022, We have access to all of this. Forget the Vatican, forget the the Italian city, you know, forget the Catholic churches. We get to tap into that. We're just as important, you know? So I was walking around and then I get outside and it's the most beautiful view. It was a view of the lagoons in Carlsbad that run into the Pacific Ocean. And I'm walking and I'm open and bang, I hit this invisible wall. And it's two former warriors still locked in battle and the battle was energetically playing out in this back garden this huge back garden and that is why the house wasn't selling because people were going around the house la 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 they were going into the garden and going oh god it feels so weird here what is that but because i'm clairvoyant clairsentient clairaudient claircognizant i can see feel and hear all of this so i did a beautiful clearing beautiful prayers spoke to the being said guys it's like 2017, <laughs> <laughs> like knock it off already, you know. Um, I'm, I'm playing a little bit, but that's what I did. So, in, so the video I made was I'm noticing how people's fright and fear is amplifying energies in their homes. So anything, because the earth is ascending, all of the stuck energy on land, in buildings, et cetera, is coming to the fore, and so if you're in a bad mood, anything that resonates energetically outside of you is going to be triggered, you're going to be seeing, hearing, feeling, and I get people now, they're going to be like, oh my god, that makes so much sense, doesn't it though, (laughs) doesn't it though, and so there's so many easy ways we can take care of that, we stand in protection, we protect ourselves, here's how I protect myself, I imagine the tiniest light in my heart, And that tiny light gets bigger and bigger slowly and brighter and brighter and brighter. And I bring it up. I bring it all the way inside and out. I become the light. I'm pushing all the crap out. I go two feet above, behind, underneath, alongside and in front. Do not forget the back of yourself. People forget the back of their heart where all the knives are, stab, 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 you know, all the things that have happened. Use the light, be the light. When I can fill myself in this beautiful light that emanates from my soul, my barrier, I then decide what shape will I be? Will I be a Merkaba? Will I be a, an eight-sided uh, pyramid? And again, while we're on pyramids, I don't want to go down too many pathways, but the pyramids... They are not four-sided. Most of them are six or eight-sided, meaning that when we think we're seeing a flat panel, there's actually a dip in that panel. And those, they're mathematically built so when the light hits, other codes are released, other energetics, other magic is happening. But anyway, sometimes I'll imagine I'm in the light and I'm this eight-sided pyramid, or I could be a cube don't get triggered by the Black Cube, guys. We're talking about light. See where we have to go now. <laughs> See, all the programs that are running in people. You know, don't say Knights Templars. You know, you you know, you know. It, it's a, just a journey. We're all in different stages of it. But yes, yeah, so I make myself a light and then I'll go forward. And then I will deal with whatever I have, whatever I have to deal with. Um, <clears throat> I was doing, I'm finishing my book. And one of the stories there is, about a home I went to where little, literally there was an essence, a dark demonic essence that was hovering over this young teenage girl and sucking her life force energy, like taking her life force energy. Now she's really sick, this is years ago, really sick and had to leave ballet school. Too devastated, devastated. So I go to the house and I'm walking around and I'm feeling, and I took someone with me as well who's equally um, matched with me in terms of her violent warrior self <laughs> against the dark. Cause she also um, uh, said that she had a lot of experience. Anyway, we go upstairs and I'm like, oh my God, this and we're being filmed. There was an American, she, there was an Irish director who wanted to film my next investigation. This has happened many times. Um, and so she was there and, and she absolutely cacked herself. She was so frightened. She's a skeptic, which I think it's, I'm a skeptic. No, you're never going to meet a bigger skeptic than me, by the way, on the typical skeptic <laughs> YouTube channel. <laughs> never going to meet a bigger skeptic than me ever in my my opinion of myself and who I know myself to be. Standing at the top of the stairs and I say, oh my God, my head, this place has the energy of a mental asylum. And then when I said that, I saw the most beautiful little blonde-haired, blue-eyed little boy who beamed, and then ran down a hallway. So we followed, so we're on this landing. We would come up the stairs, here's the landing. And then the little boy goes running down a hallway. And then we went down the hallway. There was a laundry room off to the left. And then the teenager's bedroom was there. But I knew instantly that that little blue-eyed, blonde baby was a demonic in disguise. Wow. Now I said to the lady and her daughter, do not come up the stairs. You hear us yelling, do not come up, but they couldn't help themselves. So <laughs> they come creeping up the stairs, and me and this woman, we're in the room, and like, so sometimes you have to match energy. Other times you are compassionate. It depends on what you're dealing with. But this dark freak that had been draining this little girl, this fifteen year old little girl, um, we were both so triggered, and it was so vile, and it had no—they don't have compassion. There's the, the certain elements of dark, whatever. So we are screaming and effing and blinding and, and matching energy—you know, violence with violence—to neutralize this this frequency that they, <laughs> they came up to stairs, they had to swearing, and they shit themselves and they ran downstairs the and came up to the table, to the table. Oh, it's so funny, so, so funny. Oh my God, hilarious. But you know, what was also amazing about that investigation was when we came in the house, they have a parrot and this beautiful parrot, it hadn't spoken for six weeks. The parrot was shut down, like the energy had got so bad. And they had something like eight cats and the cats didn't want to be in the house. And I swear, I swear to the gods, when we finished the clearing in that home, we were in the kitchen chatting. The parrot starts cheeping and four of the cats, they come barreling through, not one at a time. They like come bursting through the cat flap. And then the, 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 the woman, the mother and her kid are like, oh, my God. It was like the sun was turned on. In the house. You know, it's just incredible. But I truly, truly do not recommend that people suddenly go, I'm going to go into ghost hunting and demon hunting. And it's you not know really, really pisses me off. One of the things is when you see these television shows and people are going in and they're exorcising and they're raking up spirits in mental institutions, and there's a man crying because he remembers the death of a little girl and she died in the hospital, and years later he goes back. No one's blessing those spirits. No one's helping them go to the light, to love, bringing in the angelics. It's all for bloody television. And I, I mean, it has been, I've done like 14 TV pilots, whatever Trevor, you know, because I'm the real thing and I care about, you know, what we are good. you know, anyway, I'll say to anybody, look, if you're going to do that kind of work, be very, very careful. Be very, very careful. You check your ego, you check your ability. I remember seeing this old psychic woman, you know, the typical, they're hugely fat, they've got really bad hair, they smoke 50 cigarettes a day, you know, that it's just a horrible image. It's so not true. But that's what people don't want you to look at someone like me, just a regular blonde haired bird walking around with equal ability of these beautiful, you know, overweight 20 fags a day you know they tried to make it a dirty image okay but we've got to look through that you know we're all we all have ability but anyway there was one such woman of that image walking in a movie house we call it a cinema in England and there's a young boy as part of the investigation and all of a sudden something starts attacking him like literally, physically invisible, attacking him, and this poor kid is. I and mean, I, I was really sick, like watching it. I couldn't bear it for him. And this silly woman is saying, "Use me, use my body." I'm like, "Why would you do that? Why would you invite something yeah, to really? your body? It's just so, you want to be possessed, do you? You want to be taken over? Do use me." Uh, that's a really bad idea a really bad you do it once you channel you bring something into your body you set a frequency you set a light signature in you that everything off planet can see boo they're gonna come right to you you know you gotta be careful yeah so. <laughs> well,
1: the, the, the last thing i wanted to talk to you about was um believe it or not, we've been going almost an hour already, but I think it's really important to talk about the conference role, oh. you know, and the guests. I mean, because we could go on for about those for a while. But I mean, like we I mean, there's so many amazing guests at this conference. Like it's it's a it's a it's a extravaganza. It's a blowout. Right.
0: You know, I cannot believe it still, Rob. I cannot believe Um the, the beautiful thing is, is that the speakers um, we're all friends off camera like we all know each other I've known Alex Collier the longest um, and I was hanging out in Manchester not la- last year or the year before I think was, I can't remember time wise my brain I can't even grasp time um, but I was hanging out with Tony Rodriguez, who I love so much and Alex Collier who I love so much like I tell them I love you I love you <laughs> I didn't real call them up love you um, and I I was there and just this idea landed is energy landed. And I said, Oh my goodness. I said, If I was to put on a conference, would you guys consider being speakers? And they both said, Yeah. Tony Rodriguez was like, Yeah. And he reminded me, I'd actually forgotten, I'd forgotten that until we were on the phone recently, a while ago. And he's like, Danny, like, do you not remember? I'm like, No, I don't remember because I never imagined. That I would ever get involved in putting on a conference. I've never done this in my life. I have no idea what I was doing, but I do know: surround yourself with genius. Surround yourself with people that do know what they're doing, and that way you can almost guarantee success. And so I invite. I, th- I said to myself, if I get Dr. Michael Saller, Alex Collier, and Elena Denan, who I consider three of the most eminent long-term veterans there's no pop-ups there It pop-up 20 minutes ago you know um and incredibly they said yes and then I went from Brad Olson, Tony Woodrigs, Laura Eisenhower, Lowell Johnson, Sherry Divband, Ashley Dillman, Ketzer, Shah, Chase Iron Eyes you know some of these ancient mystical long-term you know, so long... How did you
1: meet them? How did you meet Chase Iron Eyes and uh, Quetzal Shaw? Like, the, I, I, I find them to be. I mean, I love Brad Olson too. Brad Olson's been on my show twice. Like, Brad's awesome as hell too. But the, the, yes. the Native American wisdom speakers as well. How did you get those guys? Those are two amazing <clears throat> people.
0: They are. It took me the longest time to get hold of Chase. I was praying, I was saying to Spirit, to the gods, to Source, bring them but I'm very strict. I don't sit and beg in prayer. I'm almost like, let's do this. Let's connect shoulder to shoulder, bring them, bring the beloveds, bring the ones that bring with the the ancients at the shamans at the conference. I understand at this time of the planet's ascension, you know, there's been genocide of all of our indigenous, every skin color, every indigenous tribal beautiful connection has been genocided by the neptards. And so I understand that the beautiful indigenous, they took a lot of their ancient sacred tones and songs underground, you know, so that the neptards would not have them. And of course they failed. Like one of my, I don't know whether you saw the beautiful Chase Ionize broadcast I did where he's saying that his tribe you know, he's the Lakota people, which is the Sioux and the Cheyenne. There's a lot of tribes that all interconnect. They would have their sacred ceremonies in basements. They obviously didn't allow the Neptiles to take. Of course they wouldn't they kept their sacred souls. Um, and Chase talks about he's like five years old and they're hiding in a basement they're in circle and they're chanting and they're singing the sacred mantras that I, I don't know them they're hidden from me at this stage and you um, and he feels this breath in his face and it's a buffalo it's the spirit of a buffalo I mean they're they're so beautiful they're so oh my gosh So anyway, so I understand very well that it is time to bring up the hidden, that that was not genocided, that that belongs to the song lines of the earth, that which belongs to the vibrations of the galactics and that which we bring all together in unison, in a harmonic, in a symphony, because our planet is ascending and we're ascending with her. So I truly believe the blend of the beautiful speakers are a blend of that and that is what i was guided to i was advised spiritually i have a sister off planet who literally takes my shoulders and (laughs) kind of, i'm like i'm gonna smack you silly if you're wrong about this you know and then and then the person says yes or something beautiful happens and i'm like okay okay and so it's happening
1: it's it's really amazing and i was gonna say you have um the Christine, the Deems device too. Um, that, that, that's an amazing, the, the guy, what's, that's, Elena tried explaining that to me. I don't have one yet, but is it, was that something that I need to get, the Deems device?
0: You know, the Deems device is what we could also put under the, um, the idea of free energy. The Deems device that Chris O'Connor, who is a speaker at the conference, yes. by putting him in a tent in the yes. vendor room, and he's going to take pictures of people's energy field or their aura or their electromagnetic field that we all have, label it what you want, with a camera using a technology called Kirlian Photography with a K. And it has an ability to look through the light spectrum and to capture your the light around you. Then he's going to take his Deems device, well, I'll explain how that works in a second, and then scan them after and then take another photo so you can see what the Deems does. So, in terms of free energy, which we should all have, all um, different instrumentation, different, we shouldn't be arguing about bloody electric cars and all that nonsense, but don't get me started on that because I don't want to bore the arse off myself or your viewers. Um, But the Deems is based on ancient technology called the Baghdad battery. So, thousands of years ago, a clay pot was found. And when it was taken apart, it was discovered that there was a copper rod and an iron rod and in those days they'd use a fluid something like grape juice and then they would put it in wrap it in something um, and it doesn't need plugging in it can create light off it so what Chris has done when Chris was used in an off-planet military situation when Chris O'Connor was abducted by the earth military put into a not so secret secret space program he was Making these devices, in one of his contracts that he signed with the military, um, he got permission to be able to manufacture, create it on planet. And because he remembers a sole contract he made, he's gone ahead and he's doing it, and he's gifting that to us. Um, and so, for me, I have had a heart issue, um, and you know, the heart is electromagnetic. Yes, and, so, yeah, and so for me, what I do with my Deems, which you don't plug in, the Deems machine, um, should I just go and grab mine so I can show people yeah, yeah, what it I looks can, like? Well, uh,
1: yeah, go ahead and grab it. Okay, well,
0: i so. a second.
1: I'll just talk to the chat. I see uh, we have uh, 30, well, let me see. I'm watching on my phone because uh, and we're not, I'm not, um, uh, yeah, because we're not, um, I can't pause it. So, hey, guys, how's everybody doing? She's just going to pause her device here and then um, she'll be right back. But um, it's, it's really interesting, the Deems device. It's really ancient technology. I, I think it's so interesting. Like, um, I, was, I tried talking, but I'm not good when the camera's just on me. Like, I just kind of froze there for a second.
0: <laughs> oh, darling, bless you, bless you. Uh, so here is the Deems. Um, and it it always reminds me of an Egyptian ankh. Um, The Egyptian ankh is a symbol. It normally has more of an oblong shape on the top, and it's known as the ancient cross um, of Egypt, but before Christians, before anything like that. And it's very much shaped like an ankh. Um, And this particular device is, um, it is wrapped in nickel, and it has the iron rod and the copper rod inside it. And then around that, Chris O'Connor has used organic beeswax. Now, in the main hub of the device that never needs plugging in because it creates its own what's called piezo or piezoelectricity, there are 13 magnets. 13 magnets that are circulating energy frequency. And the 14th is on the top. And you line that because this comes off and goes back in again. Really. <laughs>
1: It's <laughs> so fricking! It's so powerful! Hold on. Ooh.
0: Okay, I did it. Oh, did you hear that fizzing, that buzzing then? Wow. So what I do with this, and, and I've got crystals that you that are magnetic that I can put on the end here. And I can, whether it's lapis lazuli for the throat chakra, whether it's, you know, a, a, um, <clears throat> a green emerald or, you know, for the heart area, whether it's a citrine for the tummy area. But what I do when I want to, I like, when my heart is off and my heart is bouncing around. Um, I remember I was in Costa Rica and I was really shocked. I got into an argument with somebody, which I, I don't do confrontation, but I guess when I need to, you know, and I was so... shocked because it was a friend I adored and I was so shocked at what transpired between us my heart kind of bounced off its normal rhythm and I was so aware of it and so I laid down and I was just breathing holding the deems and I just breathing in and out and 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 I literally felt this is just me guys I'm not saying this is going to do the same thing for you Okay, so disclaimer and warning here. I am not saying that. And if you've got a pacemaker, if you've got anything electronic inside of you, you cannot use the Deems device. It is not for you. Um, And so I remember laying and focusing and felt my heart like my heart. It just came back online. It came back online. I couldn't breathe properly. My heart wasn't beating like it should. It was all off, you know. Um, And so that's largely what I use it for and then
1: i think some of us like i like for me like when i use my crystals and I use, uh, you know, like crystal infused water, or any kind of um, spiritual or esoteric thing, it seems like it works on me better than some people, because I'm, I'm more sensitive, I like to say that I'm more psychic, or I'm not, I can't give people readings, but I can sense the stuff, I can, some of the things work for me, I, I think some things work for us, maybe, I'm not saying it won't work for other people, too, I think it can work for everybody, but I think, there's different levels to where people are affected right it is
0: yeah and you know it's also intention too, you know because we can have all the technology in the world but honestly we are the free energy that we're seeking you know it's once we have the image and the understanding of how we can use our own power our own soul frequency you know our own brain power you know how we can eliminate programs in the neural pathways the addictions the calcified neural pathways how we can literally scramble them or disintegrate them but the, but that takes just a little bit of understanding which is uh, for another time it's too much to drop on everybody now but i i'm so happy to share like for me i'm at the stage of i'm just sharing Every single thing I've ever learned, everything I've ever known or know I, while I also it. still I, learning.
1: I get motivation off your interviews to do my interviews. And I think we all motivate each other. And like, yes. I love that you're bringing love and light and disclosure to the world. Like, I, I think we need more people like yourself. And, and the fact that you bring it with such joy and happiness mm. it makes me happy. It makes me happy to do this
0: oh you're so sweet thank you you know it's so funny as well because for most of our chat because we were chatting beforehand and because i can't see if we're live i can't see if there are people there um and not that it matters because you know our conversation is what's kind of creating all this energy and and the need to share you know um but um yeah no sorry I've completely forgot what I was going to say I'm just really happy to be spending time with you and I just love that you invited me and like I said I hardly ever um do interviews
1: for on other people's channels you know I'm honored that (laughs) so Ah. if you want to tell everybody where they can find you where they can how they can get tickets to the conference how they can get to go to the conference and all that stuff and and thank you very much by the way this was amazing
0: Oh, Rob, thank you, darling. Thank you so much. And again, I love the title of your show, Typical Skeptic. I think it's very clever. I think oh, it's very I'm, clever. Yeah.
1: I'm skeptical, but I'm, I'm really open minded. But I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm still a little bit skeptical about certain things, but I'm very open minded.
0: Right. That's a good thing. That's a good thing, like me. You're never going to meet a bigger skeptic than me, mate. Never, never. Um, yeah. So the Galactic Spiritual Informers connection. Um, so it, all you have to do is type in galactic spiritual And I'm sure you're going to put the details under this broadcast. Um, yeah. so click on the website, click on where it says, get your tickets. And when you get your tickets. That will then give you a link to the hotel when you'll get your discounted rooms um, and it's a three day in person event. Um, there's going to be around a thousand people there. Um, it's a massive room. I don't want it crowded. I don't want it too hot, too cold. Like I can't even believe the details that we've got into making it the most beautiful safe, loving environment for people. Um, The people who are running the AV, the audio, the recording, the mics for the speakers, they used to support one of the most famous guru speakers that ever lived on our planet. I won't say his name, um, but he's from kind of India. Um and that's enough and that person took the you know what the cuckoo cuckoo and then fired everybody that wouldn't do it like you're a spiritual guru and you stuck that in you but anyway boo you do you um and so um I ended up with this team oh my god and they are The genius that i have surrounded myself with so you know i'm like the mouthpiece the foghorn (laughs) like i knew all the beautiful speakers and i can't believe they said yes but i think you'll notice that too like look who connects to each other like look who you know in this realm of aliens and galactics and spiritualists and this and that look who who kind of vines with each other you know and don't look for separation And if people out there, like I was spouting off with Robert L. White the other day, just having a little pop, because you mentioned the Enlil-Enki thing, Um, and and Elena Denan absolutely, absolutely met with Enki, absolutely, 100%. And then some pop-up person comes and goes, Enki is this. No, Enlil is the botanic torpedo Evil trying to hook everyone up to the good ship Jerusalem because that's a gray hive simulation because there's so much loss in the um, plan, this silly video game everyone's playing. Um, so I was just having a pop to bring balance, to bring balance, to ignore. So, like I'm saying, you know, look at Dr. Michael Seller, like if you're, if he's not interviewing you, you know, he's a real kind of yardstick, isn't he? Like he brings such incredible people. I'm like if you're not on his channel, as a experiencer, then you know, then people must think you're questionable in some way. If you're not speaking at the greatest conference in disclosure, um, uh, you know, there's a potential that well, we can't fit everybody in. I mean, I'll just, James Geelyland. I love James Gilliland. He's a nice guy. I
1: haven't had him on my show yet, but oh. I, I've been on. He's a great guy. I think what he does for the world provides a place where people can see UFOs on a on a constant basis. Yes. Like you know.
0: Yeah. So I plan on
1: doing there someday.
0: Oh, me too. Me too. And i i have a I have an interview on my channel with him, and it's so beautiful because he takes us right back to childhood, and growing up and then how he found the ranch, the Asseti ranch. And, you know, someone like James Gilliland to me, he's like this old wise lion. And you ain't gonna mess with James Gilliland. He's not gonna get his fur mane ruffled. He's not going to get ruffled by you, but oh, if I could click my fingers and say, will you please, please, speaker? <laughs> like, but some of the people I've been blocked from as well, you know, my emails don't always get to where they're going. You know, it's ridiculous. It's been a lot, a lot, a lot of blocks. Like, the WEF, the WEF have directly tried to interfere with the conference, <laughs> <okay>? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> Yes. The West. <laughs> and i honestly all i can say to them is i got one of those and one of those coming at you you know yeah <laughs> because you know you know no you, you are forbidden you are disallowed you are about go away. Not having it, not having it. So it's, it's really, really good fun. I can feel some negative energy coming at me. So I think we actually might be live. I can literally feel it. I can't see anyone out there. I can only that,
1: well, okay, well, We had like 40 people watching. Now we have 25. Cause I think they thought we were ending. So oh.
0: yeah, there was definitely a negative energy behind that, which is fine. You know, it's
1: fine. Everybody's, <laughs> I'm, I was looking on my phone. I haven't, I, have I have you up on my phone. Like, that's why I was kind of looking down. I was seeing like who was commenting. Everybody's saying, Danny's amazing. Danny's brilliant. Oh. Danny's so sweet. So you're not getting any negative energy. Everybody's so happy that you're. It's
0: not the ones that comment, it's the ones that watch. It's the cowards. It's the ones that stand back. It's the ones that watch everyone's content and then espouse it. You know, it was so funny the other week. And I, I don't mind like share, share, like everyone share. But if you've taken it from elsewhere, then, then. Be respectful to that person. I'm not talking about myself. I'm talking about others, you know, who've done such sacrifice and hard work to bring us information. You know, don't disrespect the people that actually have the real experiences. Um, I I was sharing about my understanding of the angelics, the seraphim, the cherubim, you know, the archetypes and the archangels. And I was saying, if you notice all of the angels in the Bible, which was rewritten from, because the Bible, before the Bible existed, we had all of the fertility gods and and the, the gods of the crops, like the Starbucks. Oh my God, I could so go off on a tangent here. Starbucks, the symbol, you know, if you look at the woman, she looks like a mermaid almost with two, two tails. Everything means something. It's very symbolic. You see it everywhere. Um, but the original picture that Starbucks logo is taken from is the beautiful goddess, you know, of the, um, of the what do they call it? It's kind of like the, the seeding, the planting. The the, goddess yeah but not so much fertility this was more about food um about feasting about harvesting that's it the harvest um the praying that we're going to have good crops you know Oh yeah yeah Yeah, beautiful and so if you go back and you look at original symbology you'll trace a lot of it back hundreds of years ago like hundreds and hundreds of years ago it's really fascinating um but anyway i was talking about Michael, Jophiel, Haniel, Raziel, Gabriel, Raphael, you know, and most of the angels that are in the Bible, they represent (coughs) the fields, the foods, the fertility, the this, the that, because they took the pagan gods, they took the druids, they took the ancient historical old ways of the earth of the people of earth and they designed it and wrapped it into what became christianity that is true guys don't be offended or be offended but it is true and i'm not disrespecting how this all came about but i was pointing out that if you look at the angels in the bible michael Raphael, gabriel they're the main three generally you'll notice that their names end in el the el it is said to mean close to god or part of the elohim which is described and in perpetuity towards the, the whole angelic hierarchical system. Um, and then the very next day, I don't know how it happened, but I was cooking in the kitchen, which is a rare thing. And then I'm flicking through boob tube and something came up, and there was a man spewing exactly what I'd said the day before.
1: <laughs> I thought it's that's so funny. I think that's the matrix, right? That's 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 this it's, construct of yeah.
0: We're- And it's hilarious. But, you know, I looked at it and I thought, I don't mind because, A, that's not my original content anyway. That's something I was taught in the Berkeley Psychic Institute. Oh, you're
1: saying he copied you out. Yes.
0: Yes, he was copying word for word. But because he didn't lie and distort the information, I thought, well, it'll just make people go, the angels all end in E-L. Why is that? Let's look at Gabriel. Gabriel, what does he represent more like And
1: all, there's all kinds of yeah, totally.
0: But yeah. then also, you know, when we're in this form of discovery right now, let's also look at the, the the origin points, the origin point of Christianity, the origin point of Islam. Because when you look at Islam, which came from the Prophet Muhammad, which came after Christianity, you will see. That when the Prophet Muhammad went up onto what is said is the Temple Mount, which is why there's so much argument over the Solomon's Temple, Temple Mount, um, for example. Uh, Whether that's true or not, that's what some of the legends say. You will notice that the Prophet Muhammad comes off the mountain with the Quran written and says he had the most beautiful experience with the Archangel Gabriel or Gibral. It, they pronouncing in different tongues in different sure. languages, Gibra. Yeah. Yeah. So so they used a Christian icon to form the founding of the beautiful religion known as Islam and Allah, peace be upon him, and all of that good stuff. So
1: you did know, you ever hear this? Thing? I wanted to tell you real quick. Did you ever hear that Enlil's son is named Nanar Sin? That was Enlil's. I have an Anunnaki. That's what this poster behind me is it's an Anunnaki genealogy table well anyway his name was Sin, but they called him the moon god but they also called him Allah which is weird like and that's that's from the Sumerian clay tablets supposedly
0: and you know what's amazing every single without exception original points of origin information has been tampered with As by a- everything by Never. the neptars they they all want to rule the planet. They all want to rule the earth. How will they do that? <laughs> yes, yes, that's what they've done, the bloody buffoons. We will decide what will happen on the planet. And for any beautiful German people out there, decide not to get triggered. Honestly, I'm just having a laugh at the Z, you know. And I have good right to, because they have come for my ass. They are not nice people, and I'm very cross with them. Yes. So
1: this has been amazing. You're very very intelligent and you really know your stuff. And uh, I could probably sit and talk with you about history and like and and stuff like that all day. Like I, I, I love talking about this kind of stuff.
0: Me too. It's fascinating. You know, and then you don't always realize, you know, I forget stuff. You know, I forget like when I when I was in Costa Rica the last two years I was really there because my husband to be dropped dead um, that sounds oh, my bad God, I'm so sorry. I, hey. I know it still it just he had a heart attack and he died my beautiful beloved and so I was such a zombie when he died um, that we had a plan to go to Costa Rica so that all I could do was go to Costa Rica and that's been the greatest beautiful blessing for me however hard um, it's been and I had to make a decision on the books I always had so many books um, um, on what books I would take with me. And it's so funny when I look at my choices, I took the Knights Templars written by Sean Martin, a really old book on the origin of the, the humble monks that started, and they started, they were protecting people coming on pilgrimage to Jerusalem. You know, the original, again, origin point. And then I also bought a book on Cleopatra, which I love because it talks about the last 300 years of Egyptian mythology. And the last three hundred years of Egyptian mythology was not owned by the Egyptians; it was owned by the Greeks, the Ptolemy family.
1: You know who you remind me you could be—you could definitely be Helen of Troy, because oh. one, she was beautiful, and she was the face that launched a thousand ships.
0: Oh my god! Oh my god! Well, listen, I just went—I just went in Walmart, right? And I've got a light shining in my face, yeah. Not as not a filter. I don't know how to put those on, but I've got one light in my face, and I, and I did put some makeup on for this. And then I went to Walmart and I looked in the mirror, and I'm like, "Oh my god, you look like you're 80, Danny." Like in the no, real daylight.
1: I'm 42. You look like you're right. I'm 42.
0: <laughs> you look look like you're 42. <laughs> I'm 55. Yeah. No, I'm no, 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 no. But anyway, it is what it is. Um, but but anyway, yes. Yeah, so so Cleopatra, she is the last. Pharaoh, that we know of. But there was more than one Cleopatra. But the last one was Cleopatra Ptolemy, who did seduce and connect with Mark Antony and Julius Caesar. And then you've got Very that. Oh my God, it is. I, so that, I know, me too. And so the woman whose book I bought, her name's Tildesley, um, she, I thought, find her such a brilliant scholar and such a, you know, very stiff upper lip and all that. Uh, no nonsense. And, and, and her body of work is brilliant. So I took, I took the Ninth nice temples, I took Cleopatra, and I also took a massive book and it's called The Secrets of Everything. And it's written by a guy called Manly P. Hall.
1: I love, and, I love Manly P. Hall. You know, I love Manly P. Hall.
0: And one of the only times I spoke about him on the Small But Mighty channel, I was showing the book saying, to people, these are the things I read, there might be something here for you. This guy was like, because Manly P. Hall did a lot of work in putting together and breaking down the histories and the legends of all time. And the Masons, the Freemasons, were so impressed with his body of work, they made him a 33rd degree Mason from that book. Right. So it helps you cut corners and there's Well, stuff you, on is, parts, it, it. Is,
1: it, is it the secret teachings of all ages, too? Is that the one the you The secret
0: heard? teachings of all ages. That's it. Yeah. Manly P. Hall. And also, you know, if people want a quick reference to him, you go on BoobTube, YouTube, please are calling it BoobTube, YouTube, and you can look up Manly P. Hall. And he's an old guy, but there's just some interesting information. You know, and like, listen into the gap, listen to the gaps, listen to what's not being said. Um, and I didn't meet him in real life. I have a teacher, former teacher that did. But so I don't know if he was good or not, or this or that, but all I've enjoyed is gleaning information on my own journey, which has helped me make sense of things to this point thus far. And again, we never stop learning. I think the day we stopped learning is the day we kick the bucket Like we're out of here, the game's ended, we pull the plug kind of thing. So I find it exciting learning, you know, but I trust the books in the past, not Wikipedia, nothing online, because everything's manipulated. But even then, then we have to be careful.
1: Yeah, I I agree. Well, this has been amazing. Um, Thank you so much for doing this again. Thanks for having me. And uh, we'll we'll have to do it again. I'll have you on anytime. You're you're amazing. You're amazing to talk to. (laughs)
0: Listen, you just, you asked me a question, you plug me in and I'm like, <laughs> I, I can't help it. I can't help it. <laughs> Thanks for entertaining me, darling. And I hope that anyone on your channel that sees this, and I'll put it on my channel as well, with your permission, of course. Oh yeah, you um, can take it.
1: It's yours. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Brilliant. Well, yeah. So the conference is coming up, guys. Get your tickets. GalacticSpiritualInformers.com. Come and see Elena Danan, Alex Collier, Brad Olson, Tony Rodriguez. Jean Charles Moyen. If you have not seen Jean Charles Moyen's new movie, Holy Bananas, that's all I'm going to say. And there are many more speakers there. Too. How do we you know, see
1: that, Charles? John Charles Moyen. Book. It
0: is on um, Vimeo, um, and uh, anyone who is uh, go um, where how can you get it? It's a Facebook. Um, i have to you know, look it up. Yeah, you'll have to look it up. I can't remember. I know it's all over Facebook. I know it's... I mean, he sent me a private copy uh, to watch. Um, and I, I, My heart was... My literal heart was thumping watching it. It's so thrilling. Do you know one quick thing that happened on that? He was chased by men in black. He was in his parents' apartment building in Paris. Somebody came bursting through the exit where the staircase is and fired a bloody laser at him and it hit the banister behind him then his friend who is a physicist went there in person and was filmed the original banister where Jean-Charles Moyen was attacked with a laser gun they were trying to kill him it's still there the burn mark in the condensed rubber railing is still there to this day wow so these, these pop-ups, these billy bullshitters out there saying, I met with so-and-so and I'm getting on the good ship lollipop every night. And these robotic AIs who are lying. Someone like Charles Moyen is light years ahead. When somebody can bring actual evidence, their childhood friends, their might, his mum and dad are in the movie, remembering him disappearing in front of their eyes, remembering him waking up after dreaming and bringing back some kind of off-planet, Uh, water and crystals and his dad photographed everything. It is one of the best films I've ever seen in my whole life. And it's true. I got to see that because I'm all
1: about evidence. I want to see that
0: evidence. Have you had him on your show yet on your channel? I want to get him on. He is so. is,
1: is, Is he in France or is he hard to, I mean like.
0: No, right. He's not hard to get hold of. He's lovely. He is now, he's from France, Paris. He now lives in Canada. Oh, okay. China, Chinada, whatever you want to call it, yeah, he's there, um, and he's so open. He loves to share his work. He's a beautiful man. I love him. He's another one. I say, love you. He's like, love you. He has the most beautiful wife, Melanie, um, and there, the movie will also reveal um little intra. In I shouldn't say any more than that. I'm going to stop talking. Jean Charles Moyen <laughs> will be amazing. Right? yeah You want to finish up with
1: forget people get the conference, right?
0: Yeah yeah so it's all good so galactic spiritual com. and
1: thank you everyone thank you for tuning in and thank you danny you're amazing <laughs> I, I, I really think you're really amazing thank you oh, I- <laughs>